Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Rebecca Knight. It's Election Day, Tuesday, November 8th, and we have the latest news you need and want to know. Plus, we'll talk about some of the most important midterm races happening across the country. But first, here's the latest. What happens when two crypto tycoons get in a fight? Apparently, the entire cryptocurrency market goes down and one major exchange gets gobbled up by another. I don't pretend to understand how any of this works, but here's what happened. The founder of the Binance Exchange raised doubts about the financial footing of FTX. That led to FTX's digital coin rapidly declining, and the exchange lost something close to a billion and a half dollars in value over the past 24 hours. Now Binance is buying FTX in order to stop the bleeding. Crypto, am I right? Markets spent much of the day in positive territory as investors, like the rest of us, wait for results from today's midterms. And Insider's Max Adams explains many investors actually favor a divided Congress. So markets, more than anything, love predictability. And there's no greater sign that things will be predictable than political gridlock because nothing will get done. Some analysts have said also that a decisive Republican victory would be bullish for stocks because it would be um, deflationary if the Republicans are going to rein in spending or they're going to set some limits on, on the debt. So there's hope either for a decisive victory by Republicans or something that produces some gridlock, which would help make things just predictable, which is something that markets really appreciate. U.S. officials are quietly asking major banks to keep doing business with some Russian firms despite Moscow's invasion of Ukraine. Bloomberg has that report. The Treasury Department has asked banks, including J.P. Morgan and Citigroup, to continue providing basic services like payment transfers. The Russian firms receiving those services include Gazprom, the state-run energy giant. The motive for the U.S. request, according to Bloomberg, is to reduce the prospect of a global economic crisis. It's official, you did not win the $2 billion Powerball jackpot. Well, unless you're the one person who bought the winning ticket at a gas station in L.A. County. The ticket holder's identity has not yet been released, but they'll be the richest lottery winner ever and the luckiest. The odds of getting that one winning ticket were one in nearly 300 million. More people are downloading and using Twitter under Elon Musk's ownership. But is it a sign of success or could it just be that people want to see the drama for themselves? Insider got its hands on data by Aptopia, which shows Twitter app downloads are up 28% compared to last month. Sunday was the site's all-time high for users. Aptopia says we'll have to see how long users stick around, though. Comparing it to an accident on a highway, people might want to stop to watch. Thank you. 
Here at The Refresh from Insider, we have the news you need and want to know always up to date. And hey, if you like what you hear, help us keep the sound waves on by telling other people to listen to the show. Republican officials in Florida and Missouri have refused to allow federal monitors looking to flag any voting rights violations inside polling sites. The Justice Department is overseeing polls in 24 states and dozens of jurisdictions, something that's been done in previous elections as civil rights groups raise concerns over voter intimidation or lack of access for people with disabilities. But the secretaries of state in Florida and Missouri rejected the federal oversight in some of their most populous counties saying the monitors are only allowed outside of voting sites. A judge in Wisconsin has blocked a request to stop the counting of military ballots in the state. What prompted this? Well, an election worker made three fake military ballots and sent them to State Representative Janelle Branchen. The worker said she did it to highlight the flaws in the voting system. In response, Branchen, who often promotes election fraud claims, tried to stop the counting of all military ballots. But the judge decided that that would be a, quote, drastic remedy and would have prevented nearly a thousand service members from voting. Last-minute legal fights are creating chaos in Pennsylvania's pivotal election. Thousands of people who voted by mail raced to cast new ballots after the state Supreme Court sided with Republicans and ruled not to count ballots with missing or incorrect dates. Democrats are suing to challenge the decision, but in Philadelphia, people waited in line for hours on Monday to cast new votes. And city officials, under pressure from Republican litigation, are implementing a time-consuming audit of mail ballots, which could delay results by three days. YouTube is bringing its TikTok competitor to TV screens. Shorts have been part of the mobile app for a while, and the strategy seems to be working. Google says at least 1.5 billion users a month are watching the content. Now it's expanding the feature to its TV apps, letting users scroll through the clips from the couch as if from their phones. The Verge is reporting, though, that the strategy isn't as simple as it sounds. Right now, YouTube can't beat TikTok's algorithm them. So it will need to find a way to loop users back to its longer videos, music, and podcasts for it to be a unique user experience. Should 16-year-olds be allowed to vote? That question is on the ballot today in Culver City, California. The proposal, known as Measure VY, would expand the voting age from 18 to 16 in the city's municipal elections. Supporters, mainly teenagers themselves, say teens should have the right to vote because they can work and pay taxes. But opponents, including conservatives, say they're too young and would sway the vote because young people are typically more progressive. Today is the day, the 2022 midterm elections, and there's a lot to look out for tonight. So we're checking in with two reporters from Insider's politics team, Dave Leventhal and Kimberly Leonard. Kimberly, let's start with you. You are in Florida, where former Governor Charlie Crist is up against Ron DeSantis. Now, DeSantis has raised a staggering $200 million, and he spent about $100 million of that money. Why so much? Well, the governor is getting a lot of attention from folks across the country. And with that comes the big donor cash that has poured into his campaign. Probably at the beginning of this campaign, they had thought it would be closer than it 
appeared to be. But now that they've seen the numbers come in, early voting numbers are coming in, more Republicans are voting than Democrats. And and Republicans have outregistered Democrats in the state. And so the DeSantis campaign is really poising itself for a big win and then perhaps for a run for president in 2024. So that has been a lot of the reason why he's been able to raise so much money. Dave, looking at the big picture, more than 40 million people have already cast their ballots either through early voting or mail-in balloting. What does that mean in terms of having results by tonight? It means almost absolutely nothing. There are going to be some (laughs) states in the country that just simply are going to do themselves. And I, I think of states like Oregon and California, Washington State. If we have close races in those particular states, then it may be a while before we find out, especially if it is close nationwide, who controls the U.S. House. There are other states like Nevada and Arizona that are notoriously slow for counting. Colorado is pokey. Michigan is slow often. Pennsylvania could be very tight. So these are the kinds of states where keep an eye on because if you don't get results on election night, again, we may not be getting results about who's controlling Congress, both Senate and House side, for potentially a little while going forward. Kimberly, historically, the party in power almost always loses seats in the midterms. What's your take this time around? That seems to be where things are headed once again. The party in power does get blamed for a lot of the issues that are going on in the U.S. You know, there's a lot of concern right now about inflation, high gas prices. And so that seems to be ranking at the top of voters' concerns. And that appears to be one of the big reasons why Democrats are poised for some losses Kimberly and Dave, we don't have time to discuss every race, so let's try a lightning round on key races. I'll say a race, and then you give me one sentence that sums up what we should be looking for. Let's go. Dave, in Ohio, the Senate race between J.D. Vance and Tim Ryan. Blue collar, baby. I mean, J.D. Vance has been, he wrote Hillbilly Elegy, and Tim Ryan is trying to prove that a moderate to conservative Democrat is a species that is not extinct. And they're really trying to appeal to those Ohio voters who have rust in their blood. And it will be uh, very much an indication of what's going to happen nationwide, potentially. Kimberly, in Pennsylvania, the Senate race between Mehmet Oz and John Fetterman. Whoa, that one's going to be a nail biter. It's probably one of the closest watched races in the country. It's going to be very telling to see, you know, whether the effect that the stroke had on on John Fetterman and his performance in the debates affects people's votes. Oz has a lot of of baggage as well in terms of, you know, not being a Pennsylvania resident for most of his life and so forth. And the race for governor there, Doug Mastriano versus Josh Shapiro. This is one of the cases where you might even see some split ticketing. So let's say that the race goes toward Oz. You could then still see a Democrat win for governor. And so that split ticketing is probably going to be prevalent there more so than anywhere else. Dave, let's go to Georgia and the Senate race between Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock. I keep getting that line from the novelty 50s rock and roll song, Purple People Eater, going through my head. I mean, this is as purple a state as we almost have right now. And it it could very well end the political career of one or the other. And so this is going to be truly a state in Georgia that is going to indicate whether the fortunes of Republicans or Democrats are on the upswing for the next two years and beyond. 
Kimberly, let's go to Nevada and the Senate race between Adam Laxalt versus Catherine Cortez Masto. This is the one seat that Republicans seem to feel pretty confident about flipping. So they're pretty much banking that Adam Laxalt, who actually was roommates with Governor Ron DeSantis when they were both in the Navy, um, will be winning that seat. And finally, Dave, let's go to Arizona to the Senate race between Blake Masters and Mark Kelly. One name comes to mind, and it's Donald J. Trump. In a way, this is a referendum on Donald Trump as much as anything. Joe Biden won Arizona in 2020. If Blake Masters, who is about is in lockstep with Donald Trump as it comes, wins that race, then we know that Arizona has not gone the way of the Democrats and is very much turning back to Republicans. Well, thank you so much to both of you. Kimberly Leonard and Dave Leventhal are part of Insider's Politics team. And be sure to check back tonight for Insider's coverage from around the country. Make sure to follow the refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. You can also just tell your smart speaker to play the Refresh from Insider podcast. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Rebecca Knight in for Dave Smith. Talk to you soon. <laughs>